Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick, and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. I read that same statement every day, whether the day before was good or bad. It's been so much good lately. It's been a lot of fun. Um, five winning days in a row. Just as a reminder that we will have we will have good streaks, we will have bad streaks. It's all about the long run. We're not even a third of the way through the season. So uh, a long ways to go. It's been a lot of fun this week. Hopefully we'll keep that rolling. Yesterday, 5-0 on the Apex. Uh, on the season, they've been fantastic. I know a lot of y'all. Uh, tune in for for those picks. Uh, the the B picks haven't done as well this season. Uh, it's kind of like I said, there's a long way to go with the season. I expect those to do better. There's really no reason why they should be doing this much worse than the A picks. I think that's just that random variability that I talk about every day. Um, a lot of B picks today. A lot of picks I just couldn't quite get there to the A grades on, and so I'll explain kind of my my reasoning there. Maybe you can pick out a few of the B picks. Uh, that you think will succeed. I think those will turn around. Maybe today uh, we can we can continue those winning ways into those B picks and get those righted. If we can keep the A picks where they are, get the B picks going a little better. Uh, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like I said, like this week has been, and so hopefully we'll keep that uh, moving in the same direction. And before we get to today's slate, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Cousin Jerry texts me, I swear, once a week, something about college football. Uh, so, I mean, we're, th- we're thinking about that already. You know, he's already talking about preview podcasts. We're, you know, we're, we're a little ways away from that. Uh, but we'll get to that uh, soon enough. I know he's excited. I uh, hope a lot of you are as well. I'm excited for college football season to get back, uh, back for us. Uh, share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Uh, and just a reminder, I encourage you all to have multiple sports books in your portfolio, especially those that have the MLB dime lines. Uh, I have a few that I recommend. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. One day game today, 220 Eastern first pitch. Cardinals at the Cubs. A nice day in Chicago will be in the mid to upper 70s. Winds blowing across, so no real wind effect there. It will be a little breezy, but I don't see it really helping either side of the ball out. Uh, Fairly neutral weather-wise. And Wrigley plays pretty neutral for the most part. Um, It plays extremely pitcher-friendly when the wind's blowing 20, 30 miles an hour in, and when it's cold in Chicago early in the season, late in the season, and then extremely hitter-friendly when it gets hot in the summer and the wind's blowing out. Day like today, it'll play pretty neutral, I think. Miles Michaelis versus Marcus Stroman. Michaelis is a pitcher who, fantastic results so far, mid to ERA. His advanced metrics are about a full run higher than that, and his projection's about a half run higher than that. So I still project him to be uh, better than average, but I don't think he's as good as his results indicate. 
Uh, Strowman, on the other hand, uh, pretty much is what you're seeing here. He's got good results this year. The defense metrics may be slightly more positive than that. Um, projects to be pretty good. I mean, I think we have a pretty good picture of what Strowman is, what he's done this year is in line. Michaelis, again, overperforming so far. Obviously, it remains to be seen. Can you do that uh, going forward? The projection is saying, yes, I know he's done well this year, but I'm not going to you know, give him the Cy Young just yet. Um, so my model shows Stroman as a slightly better pitcher. Um, model says Cardinals minus 106. That offers no edge on either side as of this moment. Uh, feels uh, very similar to yesterday. Yesterday had a slight edge on the Cubs. Um, today, maybe, uh, you know, right now, maybe slight edge on the Cardinals. But, I mean, it's it's all real coin tossy type situations. So, as of these numbers, I'm not touching either side. I'm going to go first five under four. It's even money, and I'm giving this a B grade. I debated between the first five and full game on this one. I think it's really a coin toss. You run the risk in the first five of, uh, and we've seen it, we've had it happen a few times where, you know, one inning throws us off and then six through nine are scoreless, you know, or especially it's really, it's really painful in that one inning that has some runs as the fifth inning, right? Um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely some risk with the first five play. A full game, you run the risk of extra innings, the, the free base runners that they add. Um, you run the risk of bullpens being a little bit worse. I decided to go with first five because neither bullpen is bad. Uh, I've mentioned yesterday the Cubs bullpen has been great this season and, and they project great. Um, Cardinals bullpen is, is average. Um, so it's not that I think either bullpen is bad. I just think it's a little bit of a drop off from the starters to the bullpen. If you can still get four at something like even money, I think that's probably a better play than eight at say normal juice. Um, Obviously, like I always mentioned with these, whether you're going money line to run line or whether you're going full game to first five, you're you're usually splitting hairs. It's usually not like one has this huge edge and the other. It's just about personal preference. My preference on this one is to isolate the first five and say that the starters are the best pitchers that we're going to have in this game. Um, I think they can hold them down, and then I don't have to care what happens late. Full game under eight is probably also a solid look. I'd rather go total than a side because this feels like a real coin toss game, and unless you're getting... You know, if you can get maybe a plus 105, um, probably more like plus 110 on the Cubs. Uh, or if you can get maybe like even money on the Cardinals, maybe you're looking at something better. So it just depends on how the line moves. But right now, I think the total market is the way to go. So I'm going under four first five, even money, uh, B-grade pick for our afternoon game in Chicago. So the night game, 640 Eastern first pitch. Nationals at the Reds. Got an A winner with the Reds last night. I don't know what, what else there's to say about Ioana Doan. It's a guy we've talked about a lot. He keeps being profitable to fade. Um, we've done really well with him. It's 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 the gift that keeps on giving, and, and it kept giving last night. It's it's like I guess I don't know what else there's to say about it. Uh, the Nats will follow that up uh, with Josiah Gray tonight, who's been in a similar boat, not quite as profitable as Doan has been, but a pitcher who um, tends to probably get a little bit too much value or too much respect. Um, an over five ERA, his advanced metrics actually worse than that. He projects a tiny bit better, but I mean, it's not by much, uh, versus Mike Miner making his season debut for the Reds. Um, after kind of a, a renaissance to his career, the last couple of years, he's looked pretty good. Miner projects to be right around league average, uh, definitely an edge to the Reds in the starting pitcher aspects, 
Uh, definitely an edge to the Reds in the bullpen, which is kind of crazy to say after the April that their bullpen had. The Nets might have a slight edge on offense, but the Reds, is just like I keep saying, they just keep, keep seeming to hit, especially at home. They keep putting up a ton of runs. I'm going Reds, minus 123. It's only a B pick. The model says minus 126, so I don't see there being a ton of value here. I'm comfortable playing the Reds up until about uh, minus 130, maybe low minus 130s. Once you start getting into um, something like a minus 135, I just don't think it's profitable long term. So minus 123, a B pick. If I could get better than minus 129, you're starting to talk about A grade territory. So uh, we'll see where that line moves. Like I said, you know, I can usually be right on where the line's going to go about two out of three times, but at least a lot of times where the line goes the other direction and surprises me. So you never know if this number gets more favorable. I think a play on the Reds makes a lot of sense. At 123, it's just a B pick for me. Weather-wise in Washington, we're going to start off in the upper 70s and close in the upper 60s, so a nice night. Uh, wind's less than five miles an hour, so mostly a neutral situation. Uh, for the park, excuse me, in Cincinnati, not Washington, um, except for again the fact that we talk about just being a huge hitter's park. A total of nine and a half. I just can't really recommend anything on the total. If I had to, I would say over, but going over nine and a half is a tough ask with this baseball until we start until we start seeing more of last year's balls mixed in or until it gets just really hot and the ball starts flying. Whatever's going on with the balls, how they're sitting in that humidor, just not flying this year. Um, nine and a half is just a tough ask, especially given that Miner, we don't know what he's going to do since he hasn't pitched this year, but he's got enough of a track record that I think he can hold this subpar Nats offense down. So um, if I was looking at a total, I might go Reds team total over, but I think just taking the Reds to win is the safer bet. They've been a fairly solid team. They probably aren't as good as they've looked the last 20 to 30 games, um, but they're definitely not as bad as they were early on. They're not a bad team. Um, they're home and the Nats aren't good. So minus 123, I think it's still good value. I'm taking the Reds there in Cincinnati. So going to five Easter first pitch guardians at the Orioles. Nice night in Baltimore, 78 degrees to start low seventies to close. Uh, no real wind to speak of. It'll be really low miles per hour and it'll be probably more across than anything else. So pretty neutral environment there from a weather standpoint. Shane Bieber versus Bruce Zimmerman. Zimmerman's a pitcher who started off and pitched pretty well, but I think at the time, a month ago, you'd have to go back and find the show, but I talked about, I just didn't believe in it. Um, the projection wasn't there. The underlying metric wasn't there. And sure enough, his results have caught up. Um, a below average pitcher um, versus Shane Bieber, not a below average pitcher. Not one that is in the Cy Young race based off of my projections. That doesn't mean he won't be there. Um, we talk about a guy like Robbie Ray specifically, right? A pitcher who I kind of have as barely above average, but he had a fantastic year last year, obviously. So it doesn't mean a guy can't put it together and have a great year, but Bieber's a guy who I project to be good, but not in that, you know, low to ERA type range. He's not in the same class as the Coles of the world, the wheelers, um, you know, those type of pitchers. The McClanahan's, hands, right? Who we'll talk about next. Good, but not great. His results this year have been pretty good, and his underlying metrics support that. I know there's been a lot of talk about his velocity being a little bit down, but his underlying metrics say that's not been a problem. And you never know if that how that's going to affect pitchers. Some pitchers lose a couple miles an hour, and it really does seem to matter. It hasn't mattered on the whole for Bieber this year. He's had a couple of up and down starts. 
Um, but for the most part, still pretty good results. Huge starting pitcher edge for the Guardians in this one, even if Bieber is not a guy who I think will win the Cy Young this year. I'm going Guardians minus 132. I'm giving this an A grade. The model thinks minus 148, and I think that around minus 150 number makes a lot more sense. I think we have tremendous value at this number. I mentioned yesterday with the Orioles, they're still not a good team. Um, they they couldn't pull it out yesterday against the Mariners, um, despite scoring six runs. But you kind of saw uh, Lyles pitch great for the first several innings, and then uh, once he was done, um, you know things kind of fell apart for him. And I think it's a similar story tonight, except from the very start. Their pitchers just aren't good. Their bullpen's just not good. I know it's performed well this season, um, but it's just it's just too small of a sample size to buy into. I don't think the Orioles are a good team, and I think that we're getting a gift here at a number like minus 132, especially with Bieber on the mound. Even if, again, even if Bieber isn't a Cy Young winner, there is a massive starting pitcher mismatch. The Guardians' bullpen is average. Um, their offense is average, and that's better than the Orioles'. I think this number should be a lot higher. Minus 132 is fantastic price. Guardians, A pick for me. I'm comfortable at an A pick anywhere in the minus 130s. Once you get into the low minus 140s, you're talking about a B pick. And then, like I said, once it gets up into the minus 150 range, it's either a C pick or a pass because the value's zapped away. 17 Easter first pitch, White Sox at the Rays. Vince Velasquez, a pitcher who we backed a few times early on and, and had a few good starts, um, but has kind of come back down to earth sorry i saw a cat outside and it looked like one of our cats that freaked me out so if you're on youtube you'll see me look out the window and almost have a heart attack velasquez is a pitcher who has uh, uh come back to earth recently his underlying metrics not as bad as his era is um but he's still a pitcher who for the most part, I don't trust versus McClanahan, who's been fantastic this season. His advanced metrics line up pretty dang close with that two ERA. He projects not quite as good, but still projects to be fantastic. One of the best pitchers in baseball at this point. You do have the whole White Sox versus lefties thing happening here. The reason that they do better against lefties isn't some magic formula about those guys hitting lefties. It's simply about the fact that they're a pretty right-handed heavy team and righties hit lefties better. They don't rely on left-handed bats you know, like a lot of teams do. So it, it's it's a situation where I don't think the White Sox are going to score off McClanahan because I don't think anybody is going to score off McClanahan. Um, but if any team is going to do it, this White Sox team with the way they hit lefties might. I don't really know how it'll play out. I think that's going to be an interesting side of the ball. I don't want to fade the White Sox in any way, shape, or form playing a lefty, but I don't want to fade McClanahan either. So I'm going to isolate the other side of the ball, and I'm going to take the Rays team total over four and a half at plus 121 odds. B pick for me, I like the juice here at plus 121 is good. Um, you could also go over four at worse odds, of course. It's hard to be overly confident that the Rays will score a ton of runs in that park because it's hard to think that there's ever going to be runs in that park because it's one of the most pitcher friendly parks that we have. So I can't get to an A grade on it, but the Rays offense is above average and Velasquez is below average. 
the White Sox bullpen is only average and it is a little top heavy. So unless they have the lead, we're facing the weaker pitchers. I think the Rays can get to five. I like this play. I like the odds at plus 121. So I'm going Rays over four and a half. I just can't quite get to an A pick in that park. 805 Eastern, first pitch Mariners at the Rangers. Logan Gilbert versus Dane Dunning. Gilbert's had a fantastic season, underlying metrics. Uh, pretty good. You know, it's not really a mirage. Um, projects to be a very good pitcher going forward. Um, about one full standard deviation, better than league average. Dunning is a pitcher who, if you just looked at the ERAs in this, you would say this is a huge starting pitcher mismatch. And I think that Gilbert's the better pitcher, but I don't think it's by as much as the ERAs would indicate. His underlying metrics are very close to Gilbert's. We're talking a couple tenths of a point away, a couple tenths of a run away uh, per nine in the advanced metric side of it. Does project to be a little bit worse, but Dunning isn't that much worse than Gilbert. Again, I'd rather have Gilbert this year and going forward than Dunning, but Dunning isn't a bad pitcher. Model says uh, Mariners minus 104. I don't think plus 110 is enough to get me to take the Rangers. I probably would need more than that simply because I don't like fading Gilbert and I don't like backing this Rangers offense that rates out as average, but I just don't see it. Instead, I'll go a different direction. I'll go with the under and I'll isolate specifically the first five. Under four at even money. It's a B pick for me. Both of these bullpens are below average and there's a real drop off from the starters to the bullpens here. So it's a little bit of a different situation than that opening game I talked about with the Cubs and the Cardinals. There, I kind of think you could take either one here. I mean, you could, but I really like sticking to the first five market much more so on this one. Right now, it's not being priced as if the discrepancy is as big as it is. This is a situation where I would expect, you know, us to be able to go under eight and a half on the total, only under four for the first five. I would expect a bigger split. It's a little surprising. Um, I'm sticking to the first five just because I like these starters and don't like the bullpen. I don't really like either offense. Again, they both rate solid. I just don't see it. And I think we're going to have a low-scoring game, similar to what the Rangers have been playing against the Rays here the last three days. Low scoring to start off. Who knows what happens after that? We will have to care. We'll have our money after the first five. Under four, even money, B grade for me. 18 Eastern first pitch, Padres at the Brewers, Joe Musgrove versus Corbin Burns. I mean, what is there to say about these two pitchers other than they're good? I mean, they both have sub two ERAs and that's a little bit generous. Their advanced metrics aren't that good, but that's not really an insult because that's insanely good. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to be that good. Both of them still have sub three um advanced rated out metrics they project to be very good burns obviously um cy young winner and cy young caliber musgrove projects a little bit worse than that but but so far just has been step by step step by step with burns right there with him um and his projection gets better by the week so two pitchers i really like Two bullpens I really like as well. And the Brewers, they got that reset that I was talking about them needing yesterday. Um, they were losing, so they went to some of their weaker arms. They had two different guys pitch two innings apiece. I mean, it played out exactly like the Brewers wanted. Like I said, Hauser wasn't going to be great, 
but didn't have to be. Went five innings, gave up one run. That was exactly what they needed from him, at least get through the fifth. And then they were able to turn it over to some weaker pitchers and let them eat up the rest of those innings. And then they came back in one of the ninth. Exactly what the Brewers wanted right there. Now they've got that bullpen reset. Um, I think that bodes well for them going forward. Bodes well for full game, whether it's under or backing the Brewers. Model says Brewers minus 141. Right now there's no edge on either side. So I'm staying away from the sides, and I'm going to the total. I'm going first five under three and a half at minus 125. It's an A pick for me. I think this number should be three. Even if you have a three, as long as you're getting decent odds, I still think it's an A pick. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, just quick game. I think we're talking, you know, 1-0-1-1 after five, probably the same score like after seven. I'm going first five rather than full game. But full game totals of six and a half really worry me, especially if we end up in a situation where, you know, the Padres bullpen hasn't been great. Um, it rates out good, but it's it's just it hasn't quite been there. Um, you know, especially like last night, they're a little bit overworked potentially as well. If it ends up where, you know, Padres are up 2-1 in the bottom of the ninth, Brewers get one across and it's 2-2 going to extras. I mean, you're really starting to bite your nails there if you have full game under six and a half, because then at three, three, you've lost. So I just, I'd rather, it's not, again, I, I'm back to trusting the Brewers bullpen. They, they've at least reset themselves. Uh, I just, I'm worried about the extra innings. I'm worried about the Padres bullpen. I'm, you know, I'm worried about totals of six and a half are just really hard to stay under. I'll go first five, expect a, not a lot happening early on. Under three and a half, odds are minus 125. Again, you could go under three. You'd probably be looking at something like even money, maybe minus 105 at worst. A grade pick for me. I think both these pitchers get it done early. It's not just their ERAs. Their advanced metrics and projections are just too good to pass up here in this one. 18 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Royals. Nice night in Kansas City. We're going to be in the upper 70s to start right around 70 to close. Wins under five miles an hour, so no wind effect there. Jose Urquidy versus Brady Singer. Singer's had a fantastic season so far, and the metrics behind it indicate that it hasn't been fluky. He doesn't project to be that good going forward, of course. We've got a you know the track record of he's not been that good. Um, but he still projects to be a pretty good pitcher. Urquidy is just run-of-the-mill average starting pitcher. You've heard me talk about he's the Astros pitcher that I've liked the least. Solid, but but not great. Definitely an edge to the Royals in the starting pitcher department. And again, that's not just the ERAs. Both of these guys' advanced metrics are fairly close to their ERAs. So, I mean, it's, they are kind of what they are. Um, and Arquiti projects you know, to be a tiny bit better than that and Singer a little bit worse, but not by a ton. Of course, that's the only area that the Royals will have an edge. The Astros' offense is light years better than the Royals' offense. The Astros' bullpen is much better than the Royals' bullpen. I'm taking the Astros at minus 123. It's an A pick for me. The model thinks minus 141. I'm not really that concerned about the starting pitcher discrepancy because I think when you uh, account for the offenses that they're having to face, I think that washes away pretty quickly. Model says minus 141. I think... I think I'd take this at an A pick anywhere in the minus 120s. Once you get to the minus 130s, I'm talking B pick. When you get to that number of where the model thinks in the minus 140s, 
it's either a C pick or a pass for me. So that's just the FYI, depending on where the number moves and what number you're looking at at your book. 840 Eastern first pitch breaks at the Rockies. We're going to start off around 70 degrees in Denver, close around 60. Slight breeze, 5 to 10 miles an hour. Out to left, out to center. Um, so a slight boost to the bats potentially with the breeze. Early on in the game, though, it might be a little bit more across. So it's going to be a potential help, but maybe not um, that much. And it's going to be offset a little bit by the fact that we're in the 60s temperature-wise. So weather-wise, not really much happening there. We're mostly just dealing with the fact that, of course, Coors Field is a you know hitter's park, in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, Max Freed for the Braves. Good results this year, better underlying metrics. Uh, nothing to say from him other than just, you know, kind of goes out and been getting the job done lately. Um, good pitcher. Chad Kuehl, good numbers this year. Um, underlying metrics, a little bit worse, but not that much. He projects to be bad because he hasn't had a track record of pitching well. You wonder, you know, has he figured out something? I know he's changed up his pitch usage a little bit now as he's changed teams. I think the truth probably is somewhere in between. He's probably not quite as good as the results have been this year, but I think he's probably a little better than the projection. Model says Braves minus 163. It It's kind of a similar story to last night. I don't really like paying the premium on the Braves. I just don't think it's a solid long run to play. That doesn't mean that the Braves won't sweep this series. I mean, they took care of business last night pretty handily. I think they're still scoring runs. Everybody's scoring runs off the Rockies these days. So I want to make sure, you know, that that comes across. It's not that I don't think the Braves won this game. And I'm well aware that the Rockies have given up about 400 runs this week. It's just, you know, things change in a hurry in sports. And the Rockies probably won't continue to allow whatever the actual number is, you know, 14 runs a game here the rest of the season. I think we all can agree on that, right? So when when that stops, and I don't know if that's tonight or, or, or next week or what, all of a sudden now you're dealing with just paying these premiums to fade the Rockies. And I just don't think it's a good investment. So at minus 175, the price is just too high for me on the Braves. If I could get a, a number down in the minus 150s, absolutely I'm playing the Braves. But I can't play that number. I can't back the Rockies at this point, not unless it's extreme value, and that's not what we're seeing today. Totals 11 and a half. I do not want any part of this Rockies bullpen whatsoever. I'm going to go first five under six and a half. It is minus 120. That's a B pick for me. I think Kuehl can hold it together long enough so we can get out of Dodge with the first five under. Freed is obviously a great pitcher. You do have the coercion effect. You do have the effect that sometimes the ball just doesn't do what you think it will, and you never know how road pitchers will handle that. So I can't be overly confident because of that. I, I can't get to an A pick just because there's the unknown of Kuehl. There's the unknown of Coors. There's the unknown of how that's going to affect Freed. It's it's not what I'm overly confident on, but I think six and a half is just too high. This feels like a game that we're, you know, Braves are up 3-2 after five. So I'll go under six and a half for the first five in Denver. Hopefully we can get our money and get out of Dodge. Hopefully the Rockies, if they're going to give up 14 runs, do it in the back half of the game and not the front half tonight. And then 10-10 Eastern first pitch, Mets at the Dodgers. Chris Bassett versus Tyler Anderson. Bassett, obviously a good pitcher. His advanced metrics and projection, a little bit worse than his ERA. 
Um, Tyler Anderson, great results and great underlying metrics. His projections behind because of you know the track record of being just a mediocre pitcher. Um, but the Dodgers, you know, they tend to find these guys and you know change one thing up, and all of a sudden they get a lot better. So I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson finishes the year. You know, right now he's projected um, his 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 rate stat projection is right at league average. He gets a dock because he's not a guy who, um, you know, I can project to go seven innings. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season, if that projection gets towards league average overall and or a little bit better than league average. Um, like I said, I like what I've seen so far from him. Well, otherwise, we're going to be in the 60s, starting in the upper 60s, closing in the lower 60s. No wind to speak of. Model says Dodgers minus 140. Maybe a little bit of a Mets edge here with Bassett at, at plus 142. Uh, I've done a really good job of taking exactly with the Dodgers here. Faded them a couple times against the Pirates. Uh, backed them last night as they won 2-0. Um, you know, plus 142 is a solid price in the Mets. I don't think I want it personally. I think I want better odds. So it's one to just keep an eye on if, if Dodgers money starts coming in, if people are, are are back on the Dodgers train and that number gets out a little bit higher, I think it's worth a flyer um, at good plus odds. Instead, I'm going to go to the total market again. I think full game under eight and a half makes a lot of sense. I'm going first five under four and a half. It's a coin toss between these two, a straight up coin toss. It's a B pick for me on either way. I decided to go first five under four and a half because the odds are better. Um, but I mean, it, it's really just about, again, your personal preference. I'm looking for good odds here. Um, I don't think there's a lot of runs in this game. I think it plays out pretty similar to last night. Probably more than two runs, but probably not by a lot. I like both pitchers. The bullpens are solid. Um, And in L.A. at night, that ball just doesn't tend to fly very well. And so first five under four and a half at minus 105 is my B pick. But again, I think it's really a coin toss between that and the full game under. And that takes us to extra innings. Going to run through the rest of the games here. 640 Eastern, first pitch, Giants at the Marlins. Alex Cobb versus Eliezer Hernandez. I love Alex Cobb. Hernandez projection and underlying metric are not far from his ERA, but when you see the ERA of Alex Cobb, his underlying metrics and projections so much better. The results just haven't been there yet. It's early in the season. I think give it time. I think it'll come around. I really like Cobb. A lot. So that's why I'm going first five Giants minus 155 with a lean. I don't like the odds, so I, I'm not putting more on it. Just the one unit. Uh, full game, though, I don't really want to back the Giants because, like I said, I just don't trust their bullpen. Uh, we saw it yesterday. Uh, Wood gives up one run, leaves with a runner on base, um, and then promptly the, the Giants allow both those guys, allow that guy and another to score uh, right away. So I just don't trust that Giants bullpen at this point, so I don't want to back them full game. But first five, where we're just dealing with Cobb, I think the Giants have a nice edge there. C pick for me on the first five Giants. 7.05 Eastern first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Pirates. Merrill Kelly versus JT Brubaker. Pitchers who have a similar projection, uh, but I, I like Merrill Kelly a lot more than Brubaker uh, here if I'm looking at a side. I just don't like the price on the Diamondbacks. On the road, you could maybe talk me into Diamondbacks around even money. Um, Model thinks it's a coin toss game. I'm going first five under four, just a lean. Um, 
I don't really trust either bullpen in this situation, but neither offense is very good. So I think first five under four is the way I'm looking on that one. 705 Eastern first pitch Tigers, the Yankees, Elvin Rodriguez versus Garrett Cole, a tale of two pitchers. Uh, nice night in New York, upper 70s to start, lower 70s to close, no win to speak of. Uh, model says Yankees minus 288. When we talked about the Dodgers earlier this week and those giant prices, this is the situation that I was talking about where I say that a minus 300 line actually makes sense. It didn't make sense for those Dodgers games. But here you've got everything aligning perfectly. You have a huge starting pitcher mismatch. You have a huge mismatch on the offense. And as up and down as the Yankees bullpen has been, it still projects to be a lot better than the Tigers. So this is where that minus 300 actually makes sense. I'm not laying minus 300, but I'm not taking the Tigers in this case, as opposed to where I was comfortable taking the Pirates, because I just didn't think the differences in the pitchers were as big as the number indicated. I'll go Yankees run line. It's minus 165. The odds are horrible. Only a lean. I don't want to be overinvested in this game. The Yankees probably win. It's probably ugly, but it's priced that way. So there's really just no value, in my opinion, on anything in this game. I'll take the Yankees run line just with a lean, though. Twins at the Blue Jays. Yusei Kikuchi versus Chichi Gonzalez making his season debut. Model says Blue Jays minus 161, so I'll take the Twins plus 184, just a lean. I can't go too heavy against the way this Blue Jays offense has been going, but Blue Jays minus 200 with Kikuchi on the mound is just way overpriced. Against a Twins team, that's not bad. I mean, this Twins team isn't, you know, probably going to win the World Series, but they're not bad. So, I mean, this price of Blue Jays minus 200. Again, I'm not saying the Blue Jays don't win. I'm just saying that price is insane. In the long run, if we keep playing those, we will be losing a lot of units. Um, so I'll take the Twins at plus 184, just a C pick. I'm um, trusting the model and saying that, that a number like minus 160 makes sense. Um, hopefully, Chi-Chi pitches well. Kikuchi struggles. The Twins can get out early and hold on. Um, and that one, just a lean for me there. 940 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the A's, Nathan Yavaldi versus James Capriellan. Chilly night in Oakland, around 60 degrees. Slight breeze out, but as we always talk about, they're not strong enough to do much. Model says Red Sox minus 164. I'll take Red Sox minus 157 just to lean. I don't trust this Red Sox team. I don't trust this A's team. I don't trust either one of these teams. I don't want to be really that invested in this game because I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Yavaldi's a good pitcher, uh, better than Capriellan. Um, um, part of me says go under, right? With the way that, that you know, Evaldi, good pitcher, uh, the way that the Red Sox have been hitting lately. Part of me says go under, especially in that park. But under seven is a really low number, given the fact that the A's bullpen is really bad. If you don't, you know, if you remember two days ago how their bullpen cost us the under against the Astros in a game that, you know, was like two to one in the, in the you know, eighth inning or ninth inning or whatever. So, so, so the A's bullpen is really bad. The Red Sox bullpen isn't great. And the Red Sox offense, just Jekyll and Hyde, if they show up, they're going to score seven themselves. So, I mean, total-wise, yeah, I, I can't even think about ice links. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Um, I'll just I'll go Red Sox, just a lean, though. It's it's not a pick that I like at all because I don't know what to make of either one of these teams. And the last one, we have Angels-Phillies. That'll be a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Chase Silseth versus Zach Eflin. No line on this one for now. Model says Phillies minus 122. We'll see what the number is when it comes out, and I will tweet out an official pick and add that to the sheet when we get there. Recap of the Apex for me. I've got three of them for you today. 
Guardians minus 132 at the Orioles. Padres and Brewers first five under three and a half at minus 125. And Astros minus 123 at the Royals. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.